If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans and welcome to episode 30 of the Yapping Yankees podcast where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host Mike Scudero here on this Sunday, January 19th. 2020. And let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere you find podcasts Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And well, last Sunday when I last spoke to you, it was six. 68 degrees on January 12th. Now it's January 19th, and the temperatures in the upper 30s feeling more like January, with some snow on the ground even. What has happened in this last week? And I'll say this much. The only thing that's been crazier than this weather this past week is the baseball offseason. Got a lot to get to today, and I know you want to hear what I think about this bizarre past week. So let's get to the poll segment right now and then bolt our way over to today's main topics and news. We'll start on Twitter, as we usually do for the weekly poll. And just thought I'd give a fun question regarding how great or bizarre the offseason has been in the eyes of Yankee fans. So here's the question for this week on the poll. I asked all of you to vote on and reply to the question, is this the best slash most bizarre offseason you have ever seen in baseball as a Yankee fan? And I said in the replies, name other offseasons that are also near and dear to you, regardless of your answer. And the choices to the question, is this the best slash most bizarre offseason you have ever seen in baseball as a Yankee fan, are absolutely and no. And the results were very much leaning to one side. For Yankee fans that voted on this poll, 93% of you that voted said absolutely this is the best slash most bizarre offseason you have ever seen in baseball as a Yankee fan. And only 7% of you said no. This is on Twitter. So let's get right into those replies. First up, we have at Tegan Graham 23. He says, list of things that have left this offseason. Cole leaving Houston to come to us, Hinch, Lunau, Cora, Astros integrity, any legitimacy of their 2017 title, and the things that stayed this offseason, Aaron Judge's 2017 MVP award, the Yankees' young core group of players, unfortunately not Didi, our integrity, and maybe most importantly of all, let Brett bang. <laughs> Good reply, Deegan. Good reply. And I should also mention, speaking of quote-unquote Aaron Judge's MVP award in 2017, I know a lot of people feel strongly about since this has come out, and people felt this way even back then when comparing stats that Aaron Judge deserved the MVP more than Altuve, but people feel that way even more so now because of this whole cheating scandal, and apparently Aaron Judge must feel that way a little bit because Aaron Judge deleted his Instagram post from a couple of years back congratulating Altuve on his MVP. MVP award and how it was deserved. He deleted the post. <laughs> oh, God. What does that tell you? At Mattingal456 says, I can't remember one worse than this since being a baseball fan, and I've been watching baseball for a long time. This for me is definitely the most bizarre. That's definitely understandable, Tina. And your opinion is respectable because you have been watching baseball for a long time. 
Up next, we had at Laker 477 saying, without a doubt, this has been the most bizarre time I've ever seen in season or during the offseason in either. Wow. I never thought I'd see anything more crazy than when the boss hired and fired Billy Martin seemingly every other week. But what's going on now tops everything I've ever seen. No, fair enough. That's That had to be a bizarre time. Unfortunately, I wasn't alive to see that, but I can only imagine that the constant firing and rehiring of Billy Martin must have been beyond bizarre. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was alive to see it. Then we had at Laura underscore Iceman saying, this has been the most bizarre offseason. As a Yankees fan, I'm excited that we got Cole and a new pitching coach, and we got an overhaul of the training staff. I agree with that. As a baseball fan, the cheating scandal has been crazy to follow, probably the second biggest scandal in baseball ever. Now, I know there have been other scandals in history. The other one that's really spoken of a lot is the Black Sox scandal many, many, many years ago. But a lot of people considering this one the biggest scandal of all time. I guess it just depends on matter of preference, which one you think is bigger, personally. But I see a lot of people referring to this Astros scandal as the biggest ever. Then we had at Todd underscore Keller says, For me, it was the year Catfish Hunter was signed. It was as huge then as Cole is now, in my opinion. It also led to guys like Reggie, Ed Figueroa, Mickey Rivers, and all sorts of tumultuous players in the early stages of free agency. I know it wasn't one offseason, but it was memorable. And yeah, I understand, even though it wasn't one offseason, that probably had to be a memorable time. Again, wish I was alive to see it. Then we had at Black Rebirth 52, the most bizarre offseason ever. I haven't seen anything like this. Normally, this is the time we talk about the NFL and the Super Bowl, but this is dominating sports, and people have lost jobs because of this. Can't wait until the regular season when this is all over. Well, James, I definitely agree with the fact that this is the most bizarre offseason. I agree with all of you that have said that. And this definitely is the time where the NFL or anticipation for the Super Bowl really get the majority of the attention. Because the Super Bowl is only a couple of weeks away, and today is Championship Sunday for the NFL. And it's supposed to be a really exciting football day, and this past week, even though it's really supposed to be gearing up for the later part of the NFL postseason, has really been largely around the scandal. Almost every sports talk program that you turned on throughout the week was talking about the scandal, when usually around this time, football is the main discussion easily, but you saw constantly, every day, almost constant talk about the Astros scandal. It really has been bizarre, but the only part I disagree with you with is that when you said when the regular season starts, it should end. I don't agree with that. I think throughout the regular season, you're going to hear a lot of people still mentioning it here and there, the scandal meaning, and you're probably going to see a lot of players looking over at the Astros, you know, giving them dirty looks or a lot of fans giving them a lot of trouble wherever they go. So I don't think this is going to fully go away in the regular season even, but I I get what you mean. It'll definitely calm down come the regular season, but I don't think it's going to go away. But we'll see. I understand what you're saying, though. Then we had my girlfriend at Vic Salimo saying, as far as I can remember, yes. Because between the scandal, and I've never seen such unity from all fan bases come together like this. It's incredible. As far as another offseason that is near and dear to me, it would be the offseason following Jeter's retirement. And that's definitely interesting because seeing the anticipation of the next person to take up the mantle at shortstop after Jeter, I can definitely understand that. Then we had at M. Zimmel saying, When Scott Brocious's son accuses Mike Trout and the Angels of using PEDs and it's the least talked about story, then you know it's a weird offseason. That is very, very true. And for those of you that don't know, there was a report from Scott Brocious's son. There was a, a post that came out by him accusing Mike Trout of using HGH, I believe it was. Really, really bizarre. And it was that crazy day when just everything was happening with the punishments and with the Red Sox and everything. And then that came out. It was so bizarre. 
at Run Read Repeat 12 is up next, saying 1979 when Thurman died in the plane crash was an offseason I remember with sadness. Yeah, that's that had to be a terrible time to experience in person. I mean, we all look back on it, and even those that those of us that weren't alive, we still look back and say, boy, that had to be so sad, this and that, but we weren't around for it. At least those around my age, we weren't around for it, so I can only imagine how sad that was. At Peace Now for Life says this has been a crazy offseason. The cheating scandal and subsequent firings have been bizarre to say the least. Last year's offseason was crazy, slow slash no signings. The offseason before the 09 season was crazy, also signing CC and Tex. And yeah, that, that was a crazy time, signing CC, Teixeira, AJ Burnett. Lots of big signings at that time. Then we had at official 52011 underscore two. This has been a good offseason with the Astros scandal being part of it and the Yankees getting Garrett Cole. Yeah, with all that together, yeah, it's, it's been a great offseason for the Yankee fans, but for the sport overall, as, as many have said also, with the scandal. Obviously, the scandal's not good for the sport, of course, but it's just been so crazy. At Kenya underscore Simone 17 says, definitely, this is beyond insane and more information just keeps coming out. The crazy part is the player interactions that are now happening, especially Mike Clevenger and Trevor Bauer, both very vocal. Mike Fire started a storm. This has been a hell of an offseason. And that's true. And yes, Mike Clevenger and Trevor Bauer and many other players around baseball, especially after the Astros punishment was announced earlier in the week, they were definitely very vocal on all social media platforms about their feelings towards the punishments and whether they were severe enough or not and just what their thoughts on the Astros players and the, and the Astros organization after what they did. Just a lot of thoughts flying all over social media from fans, from players. It was just crazy. And the trolling game from guys like Trevor Bauer was on par too. At the pinch hitter too, not as bizarre, but another one is when A-Rod wanted to play for the Red Sox and the MLBPA squashed the trade and he signed with the Yankees. Believe that was the 03-04 offseason. And yes, that was because the first year that A-Rod was on the Yankees was 2004. And that ended up being a trade when A-Rod came to the Yankees, not a signing. That was the one involving Alfonso Soriano. That was a trade after the union stepped in and got the deal canceled when he was about to go to the Red Sox. Yes, that's true. At not since 69 says, I think it is, considering all our rivals took a hit and we got the top fish on the market. Only comparison is when Bernie flirted with the Red Sox and George, a few days before Christmas, made sure that didn't happen. That must have been crazy. Then we had at Rose Conk says, well, the offseason, we got Reggie. Not only was he the biggest, most expensive free agent, but then he's quoted in Sport Magazine as saying, quote, Munson thinks he can be the straw that stirs the drink, but he can only stir it bad, end quote. So that offseason was pretty lit. I can only imagine, Rose. Again, a lot of these times, you know, when we go back to the 70s or 80s or even before that, that was before my time. So I can only imagine how crazy that was, but I'm sure those were some pretty bizarre times as well. And those were the replies on Twitter. So thank you all for voting and replying as always on Twitter. We'll now head over to Instagram and see the voting and what people had to say on there as well. And again, the same question, of course, applies on Instagram. Is this the best slash most bizarre offseason you have ever seen in baseball as a Yankee fan? And very one-sided the results here too, as the choices here were definitely and no, and 88% of you said yes, definitely, this is the best slash most bizarre offseason you've ever seen in baseball as a Yankee fan, and only 12% of you said no, it is not. So let's head on over to the couple of replies that I got on Instagram. We'll start off first with my friend Stephanie Cassidy saying, because I don't watch the Yankees that often. Well, fair enough. Steph is a Met fan, by the way, so that makes sense. <laughs> she saw the story and voted on it regardless. 
Then we had Matt Schwartz.14 saying, greatest offseason ever. <laughs> that's that's hard to argue with. It's it's certainly been crazy. And then last but not least, my brother, Tom Scuds15, with only a response that he would leave saying, I mean, that coal contract was hot. <laughs> yes, Thomas, it was hot. <laughs> so thank you all for your replies and voting and interaction on the poll segment. As always, I appreciate it more than you guys know. It's always fun interacting with you guys and making the podcast better and making the podcast even more fun each and every week. So as always, thank you all for interacting. And now let's go to the topics that we have all been waiting for to discuss all week long. <laughs> I know that I've been sitting on these takes of mine. I mean, yeah, I, I've been giving them on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram, and I've been speaking out on them, but not on Yapping Yankees yet. This is the first time I'm getting to talk about all of this on here. So I look forward to getting to all of this. But first off, let's get to the one piece of Yankee news that was really discussed throughout this week, and then we'll get to all the MLB and Astro scandal bizarre fiasco news. We'll get to all that, I promise. <laughs> but the one piece of Yankee news this week is that Stephen Tarpley was traded to the Marlins for minor league infielder James Nelson and cash considerations. So Stephen Tarpley is no longer a New York Yankee. And we did hear last week on Yapping Yankees, as I spoke about, that he was DFA'd, but the Yankees did officially trade him to the Marlins for James Nelson and cash considerations. And Stephen Tarpley, although he had his games where he did pretty good, and throughout the 2019 season, there are a couple of games that come to memory where he was actually pretty useful. But for most of the time that he was here, he didn't really do that well, and it doesn't really sting all that much to see him go. Of course, he was a Yankee, and I wish him the best of luck, but as far as big hits, losing people, Stephen Tarpley is not that big of a hit, but I do wish him luck on the Marlins, and now that he's gone, that's another name out in the bullpen that we are not going to be seeing, but of course, the Yankee bullpen is so damn talented already that it should be fine as is, so that's that, but other than that, the rest of this podcast will, of course, be spent discussing the crazy, crazy Major League Baseball news that has released in the past week as a result of the Astros scandal and everything that has come from it. I'll be talking about people's opinions on it. I'll be talking about the punishments themselves. I'll be talking about just so, so much. So I expect this to take up at least the next 15 to 20 minutes of the podcast. We'll see how much it goes, but I got a lot to say on this. But the first thing I'll start off with is that as far as my opinions on the Astros themselves and my immediate reactions to the scandal itself, I've already regurgitated a lot of that on prior episodes. I've spent multiple episodes talking about this, so I'm not going to regurgitate anything I've already said really other than what happened this past week, what people have been saying throughout this past week, and anything to do with that. Anything that's happened this past week, I'm going to talk about. And I'm even going to have a couple of clips being played and reacting to those clips later on on this episode. One clip is Chris Russo and his rant on his show on MLB Network called High Heat. It was a legendary rant, one of the best I've heard from him in years, and I will definitely be playing that later. And the other clip is someone that I'm just going to be ripping to shreds today because this is by far not the first opinion that I've hated from them, but... Nonetheless, it is such a bad one that I can't help but playing it on this episode of Yapping Yankees and just ripping that opinion to shreds because regardless of whether you like this person or not, I'll just say right now, I don't like them personally, but that doesn't make a difference. If you have a bad opinion about something, I'm going to call you out on it. So with that being said, let's get into it. So before this week started, we were basically just waiting on all the punishments and everything that Major League Baseball had to say after wrapping up its investigation against the Astros. 
Well, a few days ago, they did wrap it up, and punishments from Major League Baseball came down. And in my opinion, they came down pretty hard, because what happened was, Major League Baseball suspended for one year general manager, or former general manager now, as you know, Jeff Lunau, and they also suspended A.J. Hinch, also former manager A.J. Hinch, for one year each. They are now both not going to be seen regardless in 2020, but there was another big announcement that almost immediately came out right after the release of Major League Baseball's punishments, and that was the fact that Astros owner Jim Crane called a press conference, and in this press conference, he revealed that the Astros decided to fire A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, so they were canned right after the punishments came out. And also, along with the punishments, came a $5 million maximum fine to the Houston Astros, which you may say sounds like pocket change for them, and yeah, it probably is, but that is the maximum amount a Major League Baseball team can be fined. So they used the maximum fine, $5 million, and they also took away first and second round draft picks from them for 2020 and 2021. Now, me personally, when it comes to my takes on the punishment, this may have been a little unpopular, but I don't really care. It's just the way that I feel. I was okay with them. Now, I know a lot of Yankee fans came out and they said, oh, the punishment should have been much worse. They should have done this or done that. Now, the reason why I feel I was okay with these punishments and the reason why I feel a lot of other Yankee fans that were expecting a lot were not okay with them was basically because of expectations. I kept my expectations within what I felt was the realm of reality that Major League Baseball would do. So from the beginning, I expected things like taking away draft picks, fining. I expected people to be suspended for at least a year. Those were my expectations from the start, and I said that on social media before. I expressed that. So my expectations were within the realm of what I thought was realistic for Major League Baseball to do when they took action. So that's why when these punishments came out, I was okay with them because I really expected it, and in ways I thought it was pretty harsh because especially those draft picks that you're taking away, all those first and second rounders for 2020 and 2021, that ought to hurt their future. So I was mostly okay with this, and especially with the way that it resulted in Lunau and Hinch being fired anyway, I was fine with it all. Now, a lot of people that were disappointed, I'm not going after you for being disappointed. You have a right to feel however you want to feel. But the thing is, I think many of your expectations were blown out of proportion anyway, and they were somewhat unrealistic compared to what was realistic in the eyes of Major League Baseball to do. And I think a lot of your expectations from the start may have been set up for disappointment. I think that's why a lot of you, when the punishment came out, were a bit disappointed, or very disappointed, depending on yourself. But I think that's why... Many of you may have been unsatisfied with these punishments because you were expecting a lot more for a while, like lifetime bans for A.J. Hinch or like tons of punishments to the players or even more fining, which you can't do because $5 million is the maximum. Now, do I agree that, that there should have been an exception there considering how big this scandal is and how big the cheating is? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But with how the maximum fine is, you got to understand that was their max, and that's what they did. And they took away a lot of draft picks, which they hope and we hope hurts their future a lot, which should happen. So I was okay with it. Now, as I mentioned before with the players, because I know a lot of you wanted the players to be punished, and yeah, deep down, I do want them punished too, of course. I think it'd be ridiculous if you say they shouldn't be punished at all. But I didn't expect them to be punished again because it goes back to this. And a lot of people mentioned this too when they heard that they weren't being punished because it's the truth. The thing about punishing players is that 
anytime you try to punish them, the Major League Baseball Players Association is likely to step in. And the Players Association in baseball is extremely tough to beat. And they probably wouldn't get much or anything accomplished anyway. So that's the issue there. You would have to fight the Players Association. But honestly, I also agree with those saying, well, why should that matter? Because this is such a cheating scandal and there's proof and Major League Baseball's investigation proved that there was cheating done in 2017 and there shouldn't be any defense there from the Players Association. They shouldn't be able to defend anything and therefore they should be able to punish them. Yeah, I would love for that to happen and I agree with you that they should probably go after them especially in the latest interviews that the Astros players finally did, or most notably a couple of them that were mostly talked about, Bregman and Altuve, just yesterday. It didn't really seem they were apologetic or really even acknowledged their wrongdoing, so you're saying, oh, they deserve to be punished. And yeah, I agree with you that they probably deserve to be punished, but I do also understand the deal with the Players Association and how it probably wouldn't be done or much of anything wouldn't be done anyway, so it's whatever. But I do agree with you that they should have been punished. I do. At the same time, though... I was fine with the punishment when it first came out. I was fine with it because I didn't expect the players to be punished. And then even more news came out about the Red Sox. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about with the offseason just being so bizarre and a lot of people saying that our rivals took a hit because they did. (laughs) They really did. Of course, we all know about the Red Sox using their video replay room in 2018 reportedly. This has not been proven yet because Major League Baseball is still investigating, but reportedly they used their video replay room in 2018, which of course is the year that they won. They won 108 games in the regular season and went on to win the World Series, again beating the Yankees along the way as the Astros did in 2017. And people were in an uproar about this too, and Major League Baseball announced that they were going to launch an investigation into this. And although their punishment is yet to be released, there was crucial news this week that the Red Sox organization decided to fire Alex Cora as a result of these accusations and these reports that Major League Baseball is now investigating. So Alex Cora is gone before his or the Red Sox punishment is yet to even be announced. This is just crazy. I mean, it was so bizarre. I mean, listen, if they're cheating, if if they did cheat, then you know me. I'm laughing in the background. I'm happy that people are getting punished and fired all over the place. I'm glad because you know from the past, from what I've said, I feel that everyone and anyone that was involved in this deserves to be punished in some sort of way that used this to their ability or especially the ones that had a direct role in the creation and the enactment of these systems that were used to so elaborately cheat. It's just so outrageous. So Alex Cora, the one being rumored behind to be one of the masterminds behind all of this, starting with the Astros in 2017, and then of course, reportedly continuing his ways when he became the Red Sox manager in 2018 and won the World Series and may have cheated two years in a row with two separate teams. Major League Baseball even came out after A.J. Hinch's punishment and Jeff Lunau's punishment and said that Alex Cora's punishment is set to be far longer. So regardless of him being fired, this is even without the punishment even coming out yet. I'm surprised that this guy sees a baseball field again. I mean, yeah, maybe he'll get hired in the future. I don't know how quick or how quickly this will all die down or how long it'll take for it to die down or if Hinch or Cora will be on a baseball field again. I definitely think, if anything, Hinch has a better chance of just getting another job again before Cora, if ever. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm no, I'm no fortune teller. I can't see into the future. We'll see what happens. But Cora's punishment being far longer... 
that maybe indicates a multi-year suspension or maybe even a lifetime ban. Who knows? But it's going to be crazy. And as far as the league investigating other teams for these elaborate ways of cheating, they're, they're reportedly not launching any investigations onto seemingly anybody else. That includes the Yankees or any other team. Because there's apparently nobody else that has gone to these lengths to cheat illegally, like the Astros and reportedly the Red Sox have done since Manfred released his memo in 2017. So there are going to be no investigations launched. So people can go on and on about how others do the same thing or others cheat too, but Major League Baseball has not come out with any solid proof that such things have happened since 2017. And then also a few days ago, a big piece of news that rocked the town of New York as well, because of course we all know that Carlos Beltran was in the last year of his career as a player on the 2017 Astros when this whole cheating fiasco began. And of course, as we know, in this offseason, he was hired to be the new Mets manager going into 2020. Well, Not anymore, because Beltran at the time reportedly stepped down as the Mets manager after quote-unquote mutually agreeing with the Mets that he shouldn't be the manager anymore after the whole Astros sign-stealing scandal situation that has just had punishments rained down and people losing their jobs throughout this last week. And now, after those early reports, others have been speculating that he was fired, and then there is still the Mets pushing that there was a mutual agreement. Who the hell knows what to know or who to trust these days, guys? I just imagine the Mets probably didn't want the distraction. But honestly, again, as far as these punishments when they were first released for the Astros. Again, the Red Sox punishments are yet to be announced. I'll probably bring those up next week if those are to be released throughout this next week. But honestly, again, with those punishments that came out with the Astros and especially everything that happened after with Hinch and Lunau being fired and then with the Red Sox core being fired and even Beltron stepping down or mutually agreeing or being fired by the Mets or whatever the situation was. I mean, I certainly feel that anybody that cheats and anybody that is proven to cheat deserves to be punished. I don't care who you play for. I don't care what role you had in it. If you had a role in it, you deserve to be punished. That's just how I feel. And again, those of you who are disappointed, I'm sure that you felt at least a little bit better after the firings took place. But again, I believe a lot of you had expectations that were a bit out there and were were never really in the realm of what baseball would have ever done. For example, I never saw them, and regardless of whether or not I I agree or disagree with this, I saw a lot of people saying they need to strip the title. Now, me personally, I never thought they were going to strip the title from the start. That's why I was not disappointed when I saw they didn't do that. Others thought that they should have banned Hinch and them for life. I just wanted at least a one-year suspension, so when I got that, I was pretty pleased. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, they should have been fined like $50 million and anything like that. And yeah, while I agree that that probably should have been more of a fine, I also understand the maximum fine. So as long as I know they fined them the most that they could, I was okay with that. And the draft picks, of course, I really, really like those because I truly believe that's going to hurt their future. So again, I was okay with the punishments. I was. And as far as what people have been saying about this scandal, now now I'll get more into what people have been saying and really the reaction to all of this happening. There's just one statement that I want to ask if you've ever heard. It's a big quote I believe in life that you hear all the time. Have you ever heard of the quote, two wrongs don't make a right? Because I feel a lot of people have trouble with that. Because a lot of the deflections from fans that I see throughout baseball, particularly the Astros and and some Red Sox fans too, particularly what I see from them as a defense or a deflection, I guess, as a result of what's happened, this is mainly from Astros fans, is, oh, other teams do it. You don't know that, this and that. Everybody else does it. So, So what you're telling me 
is that because other teams do it, which also there's been no solid proof since Manfred released that memo that the advantages using technology for live time, that those rules were going to be much more strictly enforced and to cut the crap, basically. You want to tell me that your thought, without solid proof that other teams are doing it, that, oh, others are doing it, so that makes it right for us. You want to tell me that that would make what your team is doing right? Because newsflash, it doesn't. And it doesn't lessen the blow either. Two wrongs never make a right. And yes, there was talk that the Yankees and Red Sox and possibly many other teams may have been doing some things to gain an advantage back around the time of 2015. And I think I spoke about this last episode, if I'm not mistaken. But again, not that this makes it right because it doesn't. Again, we aren't hypocrites here on Yapping Yankees and I never defend cheating. But again, Manfred sent out his memo in 2017 telling all teams that the rules against the use of technology for unfair and illegal advantage over your opponent and things like decoding signs for live time are going to get far stricter and it's going to stop. It needs to stop. And, well, the Astros must have not gotten the memo, pun intended, because they just decided to do it and get a tainted championship out of it in 2017. Yes, Jim Crane, tainted. But if you can put your head down on your pillow and sleep at night, telling yourself that the title isn't tainted, you do you, man. And then the next year, the use of the video replay room by the Red Sox as Alex Cora reportedly continued his sleazy cheating ways from the Astros, which is why he'll probably be getting the worst penalty of all, again, as I said earlier. So, the Astros broke the rules, and the Red Sox reportedly broke the rules and cheated, both of them, and basically spat in the commissioner's face in the process by directly and immediately disobeying the memo. And that's gross. Here's the statement from Manfred himself, quote, Notwithstanding the publicity surrounding the Red Sox incident and the September 15th memorandum that I sent to all clubs, the Astros continue to both utilize the replay room and the monitor located next to the dugout to decode signs for the remainder of the regular season and throughout the postseason, end quote. Cheating in itself is gross, but basically spitting in the commissioner's face is even worse. And a lot of the things that people have been saying are just bizarre, along with not only with that they think other teams are doing it, which, again, there's no solid proof for. And usually when you ask for proof, they basically say, oh, if you don't know this and I don't know what to tell you or anything of the sorts like that, any cover up, then there's no proof. There's no proof. And until there is, just stop talking like that. You want to cite the thing in 2015 with the Yankees doing the bullpen phone that never amounted to really anything, a really small fine, then whatever. And guess what? The day that there is proof, I don't care if it's with the Yankees or anybody else, guess what? I want them to be punished just as much if there is any proof about anybody doing anything of this sort from 2017 and on. Because anybody who cheats deserves it. I don't care how many people you think do it. I don't care. I agree and believe that anybody who gets caught doing it deserves to be punished. That's just the way that I feel. And another ridiculous deflection is the steroids deflection. Now, I'm not going to go in-depth about steroids because while I do think they're wrong and they do enhance a player, that's why they're called performance-enhancing drugs because that's what they are, but at the same time, and again, I hate comparing cheating because at the end of the day, it's all cheating. But steroids are basically used to either help you heal or prevent injury and also to help gain strength. And the decision to take them is usually the individual athletes alone. 
what was being done here in this discussion is actually giving you an advantage over your opponent by knowing what pitch is coming to you in live time, let alone everyone knowing about it. That's what the key is, live time. It's not allowed. And in my opinion, although it's all cheating, this is a totally, totally different subject. And anybody who it was done against deserves to be upset. And deflecting with steroids... I believe, is kind of ridiculous and pretty incomparable, and is a cover-up for those that can't accept what the team that they rooted for did, and how they cheated. They can't accept it, so they need to deflect with something like steroids. And yes, I'm not saying steroids is right. I disagree with steroids. And I'm not saying steroids is right, but what's also not right is deflecting that when in the discussion of talking about how your team cheated by decoding signs for live time and knowing what pitch is coming to you, which I know doesn't guarantee you in hitting a baseball, but it certainly gives you an unbelievable advantage. So yes, any person that cheated in the past and is talking about how bad this is, yeah, you might be being a little hypocritical, but if you are doing everything right, if you have the straight head on your shoulders, if you are straight edge and play the game right, and if you were a victim of this cheating, like the Yankees were, like the Dodgers were, like many other teams probably were, then you have a right to be upset. And a deflection about steroids, really, I don't see the relevancy other than, yes, it is cheating, but if you want to talk about which one is worse... I would say that definitely knowing what pitch is coming to you live time, I don't think there's even a discussion on the matter. And as a matter of fact, even Major League Baseball players, after the punishments were announced, even came out themselves on social media and said, I would rather face somebody on steroids than somebody who knows what pitch is coming. If that doesn't tell you what you need to know, what is going to tell you? I mean, you could look for yourself. Players like Alex Wood said this. So many other players said this. Mike Clevenger, Trevor Bauer. The evidence is there if you want to look on their social medias. It's all there. And another ridiculous notion, other than the steroids deflection, which I get that, you know, you want to acknowledge that it's cheating, and it is in a way, but again, live action, knowing what pitch you're getting, come on. Now, the other ridiculous, ridiculous controversy here are people talking about what they think about Mike Fires and why some of them think he's nothing better than a rat who ratted out his team after reaping the benefits of the 2017 championship and should have just kept his mouth shut about this whole thing. Now, this is going to lead into my first clip, but just what I want to discuss first off is how absolutely ridiculous this is, which it is. Because whether or not Mike Fires reaped from the benefits of 2017, you don't know if he liked it or felt guilty about it for a while, or if it aided his conscience or anything like that, and that's why he decided to come out. None of us know any of this, so stop acting like you do, because we don't. All we know is that now, two years later after that, he came out and exposed a scandal that needed to be exposed. Otherwise, it would have gone on for God knows how long in so many other elaborate ways that they were coming up with. Even now, because this last week, now this whole buzzer gate thing came out, and now people are accusing the Astros of having buzzers on them during the 2019 playoffs now. You know, growing further from the trash can banging, of course. But people are accusing Mike Fires of being a rat. And again, going into my first clip now, Jessica Mendoza is one of them. Employee of the Mets and also an announcer for Sunday Night Baseball on the ESPN. Now, me personally, I've never liked Jessica because I just don't think her opinions are good and I've never really thought she was that great of an announcer either. 
That's just personal preference, though. It's not because I'm just not liking her to not like her. I truly do not agree with her opinions, and I don't think she is that great of a broadcaster on Sunday Night Baseball. Is that totally your fault on Sunday Night Baseball? No, because I think the whole broadcast itself is just a disaster as well. But the point is, I've just never really liked Jessica all that much, and now... I've lost any little amount of respect I had left for her after this because what you're going to hear her say here, if you didn't already hear it on social media, is beyond bizarre because she's just one of the people unbelievably misinformed and foolish going out on public forum saying that she does not like the way that Mike Fires came out and sort of routed out his team the way that he did, which I think is utterly preposterous. So before I get into it anymore, I, I'll just I'll just play the clip. So I want you to take a listen to this. And just so you know, this Jessica Mendoza clip is brought to you from Golic and Wingo on ESPN2. So take a listen. Here's Jessica talking about how she thinks Mike Fires is more or less. She's basically saying that he's a rat and she can't really come to terms and agree with the way that he went about releasing the biggest scandal probably in baseball history. Take a listen. Do you have a problem with Mike Fires? leaving the Astros, going to another team, and then going public with this. Going public, yeah. I mean, I get it. If you're if you're with the Oakland A's and you're on another team, I mean, heck yeah, you better be telling your teammates, look, hey, heads up, if you hear some noises when you're pitching, like, this is right. what's going right. on, for sure. But to go public, yeah, that, it didn't sit, sit well with me. And honestly, it made me sad for the sport that that's how this all got found out. I mean, this wasn't something that MLB naturally investigated or that even other teams complained about because they naturally heard about and then investigations happened. But it, it came from within. It was a player that was a part of it, that benefited from it during the regular season when he was a part of that team. And and that, when I first heard about it, it's just, it hits you like any teammate would, right? It's it's something that you don't do. I totally get telling your future teammates, helping them win, letting people know but to go public with it and call them out and start all of this, it's it's hard to swallow. <laughs> Jessica, you have got to do your research and inform yourself next time, first of all. Before you go on the radio or television to talk about a subject, you have got to do your research. You said why not go through teams or why things weren't said from other people that it was being done to back then. And here's where being misinformed or not doing proper research, or turning a blind eye to certain things comes in when you're Jessica Mendoza, because things were said. They were said. Where have you been when the articles since 2017 have been released about teams being upset and suspicious about what was going on? When people were talking about thinking that something was going on? Where were you? On Pluto? Come on! Pretending it was a bad thing how Mike Fires exposed this. Just stop it. Stop it. It had to be exposed. How do you not realize that? You ever think that just maybe he was thinking about it? Again, and it goes back to this. Did you ever think that maybe he was just thinking about it for a long time and he just had enough of keeping it in? Because in the same light, he probably knew that there was a chance people like you could say this about him or that even his reputation could be ruined by exposing this since he was on the 2017 team as well. But no, he said it anyway. He came out and he exposed this horrific and chaotic scandal. Commend him for it and do your research next time. It was him openly exposing it, and then people like John Boy and media outlets like The Athletic and guys there like Ken Rosenthal, and then of course the investigation by the league that made it ultimately proven. So because it was proven and it actually happened, that makes it a good thing that it came out so it could hopefully stop going forward. How could you feel any differently? In a way, Mike Fires is a hero for releasing this. 
and probably despite fearing that his reputation would be massively destroyed because he was involved in that team or what have you, he still came out and revealed it so that hopefully it could stop going forward and this game could be as clean as it possibly can. And I realize I'm not going to be oblivious to the fact that there has been cheating going on in this game for years. But again, I repeat, anybody who is caught for that sort of a thing, I feel deserves to be punished regardless. So I'm not being a hypocrite about any of that. I don't care if it's the Yankees or anybody else. They deserve to be punished if they're not playing the game the way it deserves to be played. And that's how everybody who truly loves this game, I feel, that's the way that they should feel. Because if you love this game, you want it to be played the right way, and you want to have as much fun with it as possible. It's a sport. We're supposed to be lighthearted and have a great time with it. But no, we have to be bogged down by all this cheating crap. And then all the people that bring out the cheating crap have to be trashed by people like Jessica Mendoza, people who are just oblivious and misinformed to everything. So give me a break, Jessica. Learn to commend Mike Fires for coming out with such a scandal that needed to be released. I mean, this is absurd. And also, basically, the logic that she and some others have come up with. I also even heard John Hine really talk like this. If you don't know John Hine, he's on the Howard Stern show. I'm a big Howard Stern fan myself. But even he was talking about how Mike Fires is like sort of a rat. So the term rat, as I don't know if you know this about this kind of a culture, but the term rat is really used in the mob community. Like you're a rat, you rat someone out, you're a snitch, and what have you. So what what are we now? Just because you might not want the scandals to get out there, which I don't know why you wouldn't want it to, or because you feel that he betrayed his teammates or something after reaping the benefits there, which I personally don't care about. I'm just glad the scandal's out. I am. And all of you should be. But what, what are we, adopting mob logic now? Is this what we're doing? This is baseball. This is not the mob. If something wrong is going on, and even if you're Mike Fires back then and you won the championship with them at the time, you never know if he was still uneasy about it mentally. And regardless of how long it takes to open your mouth about something, at least you open your mouth about it. And regardless of whether or not the championship is stripped away... People are still always going to remember that championship as something dirty happening in the path to earn it, which they didn't. So people don't take it seriously anyway. But to adopt this mob logic about this sort of thing is utterly preposterous. This is baseball. This is sports. If somebody like Mike Fires feels that they have to come out and reveal this sort of a scandal, which had to be revealed, I commend them for it. Inform yourself, Jessica. If people don't speak up about these sort of things, then how would problems ever get solved? Stop adopting mob mentality. Mike Fires revealed a scandal, the biggest one in history in my opinion, one which needed to be revealed so that we know about it and so it can hopefully be prevented in the future. That's what happened. Now, as far as good takes or good rants, this is the second clip I wanted to play for you on today's episode. It involves, as I said earlier, Chris Russo. If you don't know who Chris Russo is, get out from under the rock you're living in first of all, but I'll give you the name that he's more known as and that's the Mad Dog, of course. Now, Chris had a rant on his show, High Heat, on MLB Network, which airs middays, five days a week on MLB Network. Really, really good show. I've watched it plenty of times. And he had a rant about the Astros after the punishments were rained down. He had a rant about them. One of the best rants from him I've heard in years. Now, there have been a lot of good rants from Chris. My personal favorites probably in 2003 when it came to the Giants being eliminated in the baseball postseason yet again, and he just erupted. That was back in the Mike and the Mad Dog days. That About him being 43 years of age with three kids and how he's had enough already It's just and not being able to beat the Florida Marlins at the time. 
That's my favorite rant from from him ever, but this is certainly the best one I've heard in years. Now, again, this clip of Chris Russo ranting about the Astros is brought to you by Russo's show High Heat on MLB Network. So take a listen to Chris's iconic rant on the Astros. So all these great Astro players who won a championship in two pennants, that's all now in question. So they're dead. All of them are dead. I don't want to hear a word out of them. Now, where's Verlander? Where is he? I mean, Verlander's got a lot to say about everything. He had no idea what was going on. They won a World Series. He pitched game six against the Yankees. He pitched game two against the Yankees. Where is Verlander? He can't shut him up. Where is his comments now? Where is, let me hear him. Where are they? Now the Astro players, Guriel, El Tube, Bregman, Correa, all these guys got a lot to say. Verlander got thousands of things to say. Verlander's kicking guys out of the media room because there's like the fact they said something bad about him in the Detroit Free Press. All right, Bregman, you can't get a microphone away from him. I mean, all of them, they got a cocky attitude. They're arrogant and everything else. Let me hear what the Astros have to say now. They, they got the GM fired. They got the manager fired. They got the owner fined $5 million, And they lost four draft picks, first and second, in the next two years, in the next uh, foreseeable future. And the, and, the, and, the, and the championship is tainted. Let me hear what the Astros have to say now when spring training rolls around, when they go to Yankee Stadium in September. Let me hear what they have to say now. Bregman, who cheated. Altuve, cheated. Goriel, and I don't want to hear anybody say, well, Altuve doesn't want to know what the strike zone is anyway with the pitchers. I heard that excuse this week. Well, you know, he doesn't like to know what the pitchers are. Nonsense. Cheated. <laughs> Try talking faster than that. I mean, need I say more? <laughs> Everything you need is in this clip. This is why I love Chris. You hear that rant? It's it's so iconic. And everything he said is right on the money. It's right on the money. And as far as waiting for what Astros players have to say, and this goes back to me agreeing with that the players should be punished regardless of whether or not it's going to be tough to get past or defeat the Players Association. I get the difficulty of that. But... I do agree with those saying that players should be punished, especially after hearing guys like Bregman and Altuve yesterday during the Astros fan celebration or wherever the hell that event was. They were approached by the media and and Bregman sounded like a computer. The commissioner made his report. The Astros did what they did. And that's that. Looking as uncomfortable as someone can possibly look, which I loved every second of. And then Altuve basically coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to make it to the World Series again next year. You know, we almost won again last year and glad for the Nationals, you know, all the filler BS. But listen, I'd be lying to you if I said I expected anything significant out of the Astros' mouths. They were probably told to stay quiet about it from Major League Baseball or maybe even the Astros, you know, crisis training, if you will. But honestly, I didn't expect to hear much out of them. But also, really just didn't seem there was any acknowledgement of the wrongdoings that they did throughout 2017 and possibly 2019 with the buzzers. Who the hell knows if that's real or not. But regardless, you didn't see a whole lot of remorse or apologies or anything like that. And that just didn't sit well with me either. They just really looked like, you know, oh, what happened happened and, you know, we'll be, in, we'll be back in it again next year and... And the arrogance still seems to be there, and after such wrongdoing for arrogance to still be there is just infuriating to me, and you know that the Astros' arrogance in prior seasons has already gotten to me, and that's without even all of the cheating scandal stuff coming out. But I'll tell you something else. There's another famous quote about arrogance that I happen to love, saying, Arrogance is the camouflage of insecurity. Maybe take that to consideration, Astros. Maybe that's why. But it just tells me that they really just don't even face what they did. Maybe they do in private. I don't know. But it really seems in the public eye, they still don't even really acknowledge what happened. The commissioner made his report. Astros did what they did. 
And that's that. I, I didn't really expect to hear anything more than that, but still. I could still feel the arrogance emanating from them. I still can. And that, that aggravates me. But from other guys, as Russo said, like Verlander and many others that have come out and said, oh yeah, cheating is wrong, I, I wouldn't stand for that at all. Where are guys like that? Where are they? You want to hear some sort of a statement from them because they were so vocal in prior years about cheating being so wrong and how they would never do anything like that and how they would never consider doing anything like that. Well, where are they? Where are they? You probably want to hear them talk, but they're nowhere to be found. And that's basically what Russo said. That's what he was preaching. And he's right. Where are they now? Let me hear what they have to say now. And again, that adds to what we heard from guys like Bregman and Altuve, guys who have shown arrogance in the past, especially someone like Alex Bregman. And again, even though not really expecting much from them yesterday, still hearing the arrogance in their voices and not and really no true acknowledgement of their wrongdoings. It's just been absolutely crazy. So all the deflections really are just childish. People basically preaching that two wrongs do make a right. If other teams are doing it, then it's whatever. But again, as I've said, we're not hypocritical on this podcast. And I've said anyone and everyone accused and involved in and proven to be in any cheating scandal or any cheating actions also deserves to be punished. But until there is proof of such things, solid proof released by the league or others, which I have not seen solid proof. I always get the, oh yeah, you should know this already, so I don't even need to prove it to you. No, show me the proof. That's why I don't take a lot of people seriously. So stop adopting that logic that just because everybody else does it, even without solid proof, then it makes it okay for us to do it. No, two wrongs don't make a right. And when there is proof of somebody else doing it, punish them. And also stop adopting the mob mentality with Mike Fires being a rat. The guy exposed a scandal that needed to be exposed. And that was being talked about for years, despite Jessica Mendoza being as misinformed as ever, saying that no, it wasn't really discussed before that. Yes, it was by many, many teams. And people were suspicious about it for years that something was going on. It just wasn't revealed, investigated, and confirmed until this year when Mike Fires and other guys like John Boy and Ken Rosenthal and the athletic and also the league investigating it that made it official and resulted in punishments so jessica pay attention this is supposed to be your job inform yourself especially going on public form onto an interview sounding like a moron inform yourself and stop acting like mike fires is some sort of a rat he should be commended for revealing a scandal that needed to be revealed so get over it it had to be revealed it had to be and it's good that it was. Any and all cheating should be revealed and defeated so baseball can be a game that can be as clean as it possibly can. Because that's what makes a game more fun and better, in my opinion. It's never fun when this sort of cheating thing is involved in the game. It may be fun for opposing fan bases to see other teams or organizations be punished like they deserve to. But for the sport, it's not good. It's not good for the integrity of the game, and it's not good for people believing in and loving and enjoying the sport. It's not good for it. And I really find it difficult to argue that. So I commend all people that appreciate Mike Fires for coming out and revealing this disgusting scandal, and hopefully any disgusting scandal in the future that may exist. I understand that much cheating has been done in the past, and I hope that that's, that all comes out too. And any cheating that is yet to happen, I hope that comes out in the future as well, and anybody involved gets punished like they deserve to. Again, not hypocrites on this podcast. You cheat, and it's against the rules. 
You deserve to get punished. Don't be adopting Jessica Mendoza's mentality anywhere. Don't be doing that. Sounding like a mobster. If you see something, don't say something. Don't be like that. But all in all, this is one of the crazier weeks I've seen in baseball. Probably the craziest. And it's certainly been a wild one altogether. And this cheating stuff, who knows if this will ever go away, honestly. Because again, I'll say again. People have tried to cheat throughout the years, and there have been some crazy methods exposed, obviously, but there will always be guys out there in this game that wish to continue it. I know that. I'm not dumb. And with the technology that we have available at our fingertips, there may be another elaborate, elusive way in the future. So, we'll see. And hopefully, again, if that is to happen, it comes out. Again, even as some people mentioned, with this cheating stuff, with the scandal stuff, and with people losing their jobs, stepping down, or mutually agreeing, or being fired, and then even the Mike Trout stuff about HGH, and then all these family members of past players coming out and saying outrageous things, it has been a crazy, crazy week, and I'm, I'm honestly like dizzy over it. I hope that this week is a little bit more calm, I do, because, you know, while it was also fun and, and kind of tough to keep up with, but... I, I need a slow sort of time period after that much action happens, no matter what it is. I just need it. I really need to just take a breather and just have it slow down. That's just me personally. I don't know how you handle it, but we'll see what goes on going forward. But as for now, we seem to be just waiting on the Red Sox punishment if the league can prove that they cheated using the video replay rooms in 2018. And then maybe after that, I can peacefully await spring training because one thing is for sure after this great, bizarre, and chaotic offseason, and I'm sure we can agree on this much, I just can't wait to see the boys on the field again down there in Tampa. And then of course, up here for the 2020 season. Now, I hope to talk about this as little as possible because this really dominated most of this episode, but, you know, it did have to do with the Yankees because the Yankees were victims of these years of cheating. So it did have to do with them in a way, but it's big news in baseball, and if you have any sort of baseball podcast, no matter what team it's about and you're avoiding this, you just got to talk about what's the biggest topic. You just have to. But hopefully, I don't really have to discuss this at this length again in any other episode because I've spent multiple episodes on this regardless of how much time I spent on each episode with it, time has been dedicated to this, and I just want to get back to real, legitimate Yankees talk like we usually always do. But again, this is still exciting discussion. It needs to be discussed, and that's that. But hopefully after the Red Sox punishment comes out, then there'll obviously be the reaction to that, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit next week, if it's to happen in this next week. I don't know when it's going to happen, when the investigation is going to wrap up, but all I know, it better hurry up because pitchers and catchers, I believe, are reporting less than a month. So they got to speed it up here, and I can't imagine baseball wants this crap going on into spring training. People just want to concentrate on baseball coming back, and it'll be interesting to see how much this stuff lingers into the season. There'll probably be at least a little discussion about it, throughout, but honestly, we'll we'll see how long it lingers on for. The one thing I hope for is that the Astros are as uncomfortable as possible throughout the entire season between what opposing players think of them and what the fans think of them. I just wish the Astros luck whenever they go to Yankee Stadium or any other team that it was mentioned that they did the cheating against. I I just don't think they're going to make it very well, but especially... Again, considering how the Major League Baseball teams weren't that satisfied with the punishments or how Major League Baseball players feel about it, like Alex Wood, Clevenger, Bauer, and many others, as I mentioned, their tweets can be found all over social media. They're going to be getting dirty looks all year long, the Astros. But regardless, I hope they're as uncomfortable as possible throughout the entire 2020 season. But the important thing is, hopefully soon we can get to the 2020 season because I have grown tired of most of this. And I hope we can just get back to baseball being played the way that it's supposed to be played. 
That's all I wish for. So with that being said, we didn't even get to the Yankees training staff reveal that was spoken about a bit, but we're, we'll get to all that stuff next week. We'll really be back to mainly Yankees as we always are here on Yapping Yankees. But for now, that is all the time that we do have for episode 30. Thank you so much for listening. One last shout out to Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And while you're at it, be sure to go follow me on all social medias as well, Mike Scudero. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter, which is, of course, the social media app I'm most disgustingly active on. And you can see my constant takes on there outside of Yapping Yankees throughout the week on the regular. Find me on Twitter at Mike Scudero. And finally, you could find me on Instagram at Mike Scuds. 97. And as always, before we finish off, I want to tip my cap to all of you, the listeners who constantly support this podcast by listening to it, voting on the polls each week, and replying, interacting, and helping to make this podcast as much fun as it is each and every week. So I tip my cap to all of you for showing the love and the support to Yapping Yankees that you do every week. And once again, thank you 3,000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, January 26th, when I come at you with episode 31 of Yapping Yankees, hopefully less to do with cheating and more to do with our boys in pinstripes. But until then, have yourselves a great week and take care. (laughs) 